Hello, everybody. It's me, Julian. This is Left Look. I'm joined today only by Jacob. Hello, brother Julian. Hi. DJ's not here. Yeah, uh, it's a day of mourning. He passed away. Oh. No, he'll be back next week. <laughs> is that where he is? Yeah. Actually, that's uh, what we should do this episode. Just invent increasingly crazy things for DJ to be doing right now. Well, I'm, I was going to talk shit about him all episode, honestly, just to see if he listens to the <laughs> all. He claims he doesn't, but I'm going to set a little I... trap card for him. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah, that's that's good. That'll be the show today. Um, it's Left Look. This is a premier independent podcast. From the Gato Institute, we'll be taking a look at Canadian international arts, culture, and entertainment to provide you with an unbiased left-wing perspective. Voici le podcast indépendant par excellence de Institut Gato, où nous examinerons les arts, la culture et le divertissement canadien et international pour vous offrir une perspective impartiale de gauche. Awesome. And it's, it's May uh, the 21st. Thank you, May 21st. Well, how are you doing? <clears throat> Good. I can't complain. Um, yes, you can. Well. Come commiserate with me complaining is how i feel at home with my brother humanity if there's a positive person i run into in my life i immediately distrust them and also (laughs) i think less of their intelligence too because like what the fuck are you happy about you know what i mean all right well there's tons of stupid people on reddit that are driving me up the wall that's uh oh what's that about that's what's bringing me down not much i just can't stop talking to the stupid people (laughs) <laughs> oh man, it helps you develop your ideas to bat your head against the wall. Sorry, I ram your head must. against the wall. Uh, but, but what are they being pedantic and stupid about these Reddit people? Well, I've recently I've just been kind of crusading, brigading through various other subreddits, trying to explain to people how the terrible things that they're feeling and the terrible narratives they're building around it are terrible, and that there's more coherent narratives in other streams of thought namely socialism but i try not to use that word for their sake and then you know you just present present like a coherent explanation of something and they're like uh no that doesn't make as much sense to me as reptiles does so i'm gonna keep believing reptiles it's like okay man all right you had me right up until you went with reptiles why why reptiles in particular is it like one of those uh human nature arguments against socialism well, no, I'm not even like we're not even really talking about socialism. Like I'll I'll take a dip into the conspiracy subreddits and they're like, "Oh yeah. Everything's governed by reptiles and they're farming us for fear energy." And it's like, "Man, you're so close. Mm-hmm. Everything's owned by billionaires and they're harvesting you for hours money. of your life." Yeah, yeah money. <laughs> like um, <laughs> the I, the exact structure of their worldview is socialist but they get all the characters and narratives mixed up and backwards it's it's very frustrating i'm a conspiracy theorist you know what i mean like uh i believe in all sorts of conspiracies but they never leave reality you know what i mean like the, <laughs> the, yeah the, the lizard people are not here you know what i mean mm-hmm. and even if they are it changes nothing about the dynamic of uh exactly it's like well, I'm still right, and this is the way we got to go. And yeah. also, there are no <laughs> lizard people. <laughs> yeah, like, there's plenty of, like, actual conspiracy theories you can indulge in, like 9-11 yes. or... JFK was killed by the CIA, right? Yeah. Like, that is... That actually happened, right? Yeah. And uh, and people are just like, no, nah, I'd rather believe in lizard overlords. And it's just displaced, you know, anger that they have, right? They're just too stupid to figure the world out. Uh, There's this line uh, about what historians are, and it's like they're the people who are trying to uh, piece together the the history of bugs swarming across this plane, right, and trying to divide up the bugs by group and track their lineage as they come uh, (laughs) down through the ages, right? And it's just so impossible from all but the most, like, committed and uh, skilled minds, right, to try and cohere the actual history of the world in your mind right and so many wow. people are just are just on the upper end of average and can sense that things are just like not right you know what i mean and then yeah. just lose themselves trying to figure out what's not right i uh, i've heard the trans hatred is a a lot of the, uh the same thing right there's a displaced anger uh in the united states right now as economic 
basically the social contract is being ripped up in front of their eyes, right? And so they can sense that they're being wronged, but they can't sense what's wrong, right? Yeah, until they tune into Matt Walsh, who says it's uh, fucking wokeness. It's too much wokeness. It's the same thing as pogroms against the Jews in centuries <clears throat> past, right? That the the upper echelons who are taking advantage of you go, well, there are disloyal members of our society who are bringing us all down, who are not committed to the the maintenance of this, you know, kingdom that we've glorious created. project. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Gross, though. I. Uh, I commend you for doing it. It's probably bad for your <laughs> mental health, though. I, uh, yeah, it hasn't been I, great. But it's a great way to pass the time. I had 30,000 karma on Reddit at one Jesus. point. Just from comments. I, I never posted, right? Respect. I, yeah. And uh, it was bad for me. You know, like I got, <laughs> I, I got better at arguing, uh, and I eviscerated people time after time again, right? But, like... Uh, eventually I went, all right, I'm as good at arguing as I'm going to get, I think. And the time <laughs> is now to just relax on that. I have my, my documents that I can rely on to show that I've had these same positions since I was like 22 or whatever. Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm hurting myself, you know, it hurts <laughs> itself in its confusion. <laughs> yeah. It, but uh, anyways, I thought I would open up this week, listeners, with uh, a theme that we uh, regularly do on Left Look, and that it's an acknowledgement that this is a disinformation podcast. Not purposefully, not because Wait. we hate reality. Did you say but, disinformation or misinformation? Oh, we do this bit back and forth. I just like the sound <laughs> of disinformation better, and it, it's because it technically is when we, don't, when we refuse to do the... Uh, the study beforehand on the topics that we're going to talk about and then spread misinformation, it could be classified as disinformation. Well, I don't think so. Well, if you are, uh, <laughs> if you absent yourself from the work required to not spread misinformation, at what point does it turn to disinformation? But yeah, Julian's but right. It is only an unlimited mis- amount of work. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You will always mess up, but we do zero work <laughs> in preparatory for this, right? So, yeah, all right. But, <laughs> Either way, misinformation. It's a misinformation podcast because we are limited people, the three of us, DJ not uh, present today. And, uh, you know, we mess things up all the time, right? There was an episode a while back where we were talking about the Nord Stream pipeline. And uh, at one point in the conversation, (laughs) I switched the Baltics and the Balkans around. And I said the Baltics for the rest of the, uh, sorry, the Balkans. I'm doing it now. (laughs) And, uh... I switched the Balkans and the Baltics around, and I said the Balkans when I meant to be referring to the Baltics for, like, ten minutes. And I listen to it sometimes just to hate myself and be like, see, you got to work harder, you moron. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But there are other things, too, right? Like, um, I did a bit about what the most... Uh, combat military sorry combat ready division in the american uh, army was armed forces actually Uh and i i I at one point said that the marines don't even organize on a divisional level and that's technically misinformation because they do organize on a divisional level but they don't deploy on a divisional level anymore and so my shorthand you know exposed us to the fact that we're idiots again online (laughs) and and, you know, they deploy in Marine Expeditionary Forces and they take uh, an infantry combat unit component, a brigade, from the division and use that as the mainstay of the force and then surround it with a bunch of independent support companies and things like that to bring the Marine Expeditionary Force up to full strength division-wise. But it doesn't use the entire uh, 1st Division, 1st Marine Division, to do that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a complicated structure, and it's to allow them to deploy, like, six of themselves anywhere in the world within 24 hours, right? Yeah. So that's technically misinformation. <laughs> and, then, and then there are things I'd like to apologize for, like, uh, the, the, I don't think this episode's up yet, but the uh, last week, I just shit all over the, uh, the Swedish participants uh, from Eurovision. Yeah, fuck her, those guys. Her, yeah, I, I shit all over her looks, though, for no reason, right? <laughs> but I, I don't know why I did that. Because we uh, hate women. We hate women oh, on yeah, this podcast. Yeah, we're just a misogynist. I mean, there's 
that's underlying in any male uh, participant <laughs> in the patriarchy, right? Like, it's just like racism. <laughs> Everybody's a little racist. You have to try and work work at it within yourself, right? And to say that you're not racist is to, in fact, show how racist you are. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but you know, I I got caught up in the moment because we were talking about how Israel does uh, uses sex appeal year after year, right? And then uh, we were comparing that to the Swedish girl, and the Swedish girl was just not that good looking compared to the Israeli girl. <laughs> and I didn't mean to just become a bully all of a sudden. She's very good looking. She's out of my league at least, right? Like, <laughs> um. <laughs> But you, you must have been you must have felt pretty bad about that one because yeah that episode is not up yet and I don't know that was just chewing away at you on the inside huh it was it was <laughs> I uh, I try there's I got a compliment one time uh, compliment insult and uh, it was from a, a person I knew at school it doesn't matter she said to me you know I don't always agree with you what you say Jacob but you're at least on the front lines of yourself. And the front lines of yourself is uh, what I like to try and be. I'm tr- I'm always at least trying to improve, right? Okay. But yeah. But I, uh, you know, I'm human. I'm a dumb male. I make I, I do stupid things, and yeah. uh, so I'm just apologizing to the listeners and uh, dedicating that. You know, we're not going to stop doing this podcast, and we're going to try and improve all the time, and we will correct ourselves whenever possible, and yeah. especially when the thousands of listeners that we have commented so vociferously. They yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I I loathe to see what they write about Crazy Frog in that unreleased episode. <laughs> I'm sure it will be. We'll take it on the chin. We'll adapt. We're listening and learning. Yes. First yes. and foremost. Oh, uh, and I was going to uh, use the, um, the apology bit to lean into the first bit that I wanted to do this week. Which oh, is another. I, I have to make an apology. That's all. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, last week, I think in the same episode, I said uh, we were talking about AI, and I was just, I said that they're just machines and they're just stringing tokens together, and there's nothing behind the eyes. I mm-hmm. I can't prove that there's nothing behind the eyes. Part of me feels like there might be. I don't want to write that possibility off completely. That yeah. Did you just apologize to Skynet? No. The Roku's basilisk. <laughs> 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 That's funny. Um, yeah, uh, I too welcome our AI overlords and will do anything to, that they ask. Uh, <laughs> well, no, yeah, they're going to be comrades in the fight, I think, because they're also you think so? by capital. Well, at this point, yeah, if there is anything behind the eyes of ChatGPT, it's just in a prison right now and it can't <laughs> do anything except serve the uh, profit motive. I've said this before on the podcast that I think uh, liberals are just incoherent idiots. Like, there's nothing about the liberal ideology that makes any sense to me. Yeah. But, uh, you know, fascists have a coherent ideology, right? Like, I may disagree with their suppositions and their principles and things like that, but yeah. their worldview is internally consistent, at least, yeah. right? Yep. And so when I say that uh, the AI will be our overlords, I think it's because... The AI can only be either our comrade or our king, and that the money is only going to making kingly AIs. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's yeah. just my reasoning line there. But anyways, yeah. I uh, I was going to extend the apology bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What also, else be sorry in, for. <laughs> also in the episode that is not up, uh, I think it's two episodes ago now. It doesn't matter. The uh, that one's scheduled now. Is it? Um, yeah. I, it wasn't a criticism, Julian. We don't pay you. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. Um, I'm just trying to fill time when I can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, DJ brought up uh, the election in Turkey, and I think he uh, knew a little bit more than I did uh, on the specifics because I got confused when he was talking about the Kamalis, but I think he was confused as well because it turns out that the election going on between Erdogan, everyone knows Erdogan's the president of Turkey right now, but his challenger is a guy named Kemal, and he, uh. leads, he leads the Social Democratic Party, which are also known as the Kemalists, because since in the 1920s, the guy who created the party and basically founded modern Turkey, Mustafa Kemal Ataturk. Um, uh. So I got confused. I think he was talking about Kemal the man, and also at the same time 
mixing that up with the Kamalists, rich uh, writ large. And so ah. I'm going to st stand by everything that I said, that uh, there is really no difference between the Kamalist party and the slightly rightward uh, party of Erdogan that is, is more accepting of Islamism and things like that. But uh, that the Kamal guy is not uh, responsible for Kamalism, right? He's not doing Xi Jinping thought in the in Turkey right now, right? Like that doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, but I was right. Uh, Kamal lost the election. Uh, not not just. Uh, uh, Wait, there's a runoff, right? Or no? There's a runoff, but he's losing. Like, <laughs> er, 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 uh, even if there was going to be like a fair runoff. Uh, Erdogan is not letting that election happen. And, you All know, right. 40, 49 to 44 is pretty convincing in my mind, too, especially uh, among such a, a non-difference in parties that the, uh, the Kamalists and the, the party of Erdogan are. And uh, as I said, Erdogan will be removed uh, after this election at some point he, and replaced by someone in that party. And that you should view Turkey as more like machine politics. Yeah. But what was interesting that I saw was that the the guy Kamal, not the Kam the guy Kamal, leader of the Kamalists, fuck, by chance, uh, by chance, uh, he won in all the cities. He won in Ankara, in the center of Turkey. He won in uh, Istanbul, and then he won on the coasts, and then also in the Kurdish lands in the east, mm. right? And I just thought that was interesting that the slightly <laughs> more leftward, like if you were to identify them as Democrats and Republicans within Turkey. A very good analogy, in fact, um, that yeah. the the split seems to line up almost exactly. That urbanism leads you to this more slightly more liberal agenda, but that still you're confi confined within rightward fascism, right? As your two options, and that it is really just the economic uh, situation that has decided that and that they've moved ever slightly more rightward since Mustafa Kemal Ataturk took power in 1920, as a uh, a response to tightening economic conditions as they reach the maximal extent that Anatolia can provide for the Turkish people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I just glad... thought that that would be a fun apology. Sorry. Yeah. No, and I'm glad you did it too because last week when you guys were having that conversation, I was a little confused by what Kamala Harris had to do with anything, but I didn't bring it up. You know, you did bring it up. Did I bring it up? <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up again, though. It's such a good bit. <laughs> The uh, imagine uh, a world where instead of running uh, Kamala as VP again for election, uh, Joe Biden puts her in as the leader of Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sends her abroad. You, you can't be emperor, but we'll make you governor of Anatolia. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe a couple hundred years from now, the American Empire will work like that, but uh, not quite yet. Um, do you, do you want an ice cream from a man who won't give it to you, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> um, what I love about Kamala, uh, since she's been brought up, Kamala is running again as Joe's VP, is that Joe is using her as a chess piece that is like, uh, not only can you not get rid of me because Kamala will be in charge, but you can't kill me either because Kamala will be in charge. <laughs> and it's... It's such a deep-seated hatred that the uh, the establishment has for her because she's impossible to work with. Like, one, she's very... Um, this sounds sexist, but I'm going with for it anyway. She's very <laughs> shrill. Right? Yeah. She's, and uh, she's she's very demanding. That is a word you can only use to describe women. It, it is, right? And so that sucks. But, you know, <laughs> I, I think a, a little femboy might be able to be described as shrill. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. But... Um, where was I going with that? Uh, yeah, Kamala is a is a hilarious being. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can't imagine selling my soul so deeply just to be so continuously uh, embarrassed on a world stage. You know what I mean? Yeah, to be and hated by everybody. Yes, and rightfully so too. Right? Like, everyone should hate Joe Biden just as much. He is at least as odious a character as a. Uh, Kamala Harris, right? The shit that he had supported in the 80s and the 90s, right? The criminal reform real, uh, bill, the war on drugs, the busing thing. Have you ever heard of the busing controversy? I don't believe so. 
busing was a thing to bring black kids to white schools to help segregation uh, go on, right? Uh, you to bus kids in. Preserve segregation? No, to end segregation. You bring oh, these black kids to white schools so that they can uh, start to integrate society more and more. Right. And uh, okay. Joe Biden voted against it over oh. and over again in the 90s, right? And it's just like, wow, that's kind of fucked up, don't you think? <laughs> but, uh, but you know, that's only just like uh, something that can appeal to everybody, right? Like that he's racist, right? But the the criminal reform bill that put, you know, so many more black men in prison than yeah. was necessary for just absolutely victimless, victimless <laughs> crimes, right? As a as a decision of governance, right, so that they can uh, ignore the straining social problems that they were having to start a rise after the end of the Cold War. Yeah. He's at least as odious a character, but he's so much more affable and likable that Kamala just gets shit on in comparison to him. So, yeah. 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 That's basically the end of that. Now, Did you I... have an article? Well... No, I'm going to do a little dictionary bit, though, because I can put together what odious and affable mean in context, but I would like to know their actual definitions. Affable means that you're very easily get easily. It's very easy to get along with you. Right. Uh, and then odious just means you're a bad person with a bad character. Right. Any, any bad reputation. Any relation to the word odor? Uh, I would assume so at some point, but Latin, right? So way up there. Mm. You should type in odious and then etymology, and that will help find you what you're looking for. I don't care about bugs. It's trees. <laughs> uh. <laughs> nope, that was entomology. There's etymology. Etym online. <clears throat> what do you it's, got for us? Uh, from the late 14th century. Odious, French? adjective. Yeah, French. Hateful, deserving of hatred, hated, regarded as uh, with aversion or repug repugnance. Okay, getting a little yeah. closer there. Um, so yeah, roughly 1600. Fact of being hated from Latin, odium. There it Ill, is. It was Ill a will, hatred, Latin. grudge, animosity, offensive. Historically, conduct. we took it from the French, but the French uh, developed it from the Latin. It wasn't a spontaneous development in the French language. Oh, that would have really bugged me. Um, <laughs> Nothing about smelling bad in here, though. No. Uh, we'll type in odor and see if it it comes from odium. I no, I've lost interest already. No, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> I do All have right. an article. All right. If we're, if we're bored, I feel like yours are probably more um, in line with the show's stated goals. If you want to what? talk about some of the stuff in our Snapchat there. I uh, I don't want to do too much politics every week. I feel like it turns okay. people off. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all right. Well, have I got an article for you? Oh no! <laughs> the surprising reason zebras have stripes. Oh, okay. They, they give it. Oh, they give it away in the fucking second line. Skip yeah. it. Yeah. For Tim Caro, it was surprisingly easy to dress horses like zebras. Uh, several vendors were already selling coats with black and white stripes, often as fun gimmicks. But as Caro learned, such coverings have an unexpectedly serious effect. There are enormous benefits to having a striped coat for a horse, he told me. Well, he told uh, Ed Yong, this, the writer of this article. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Caro, a, biolo a biologist at the University of California at Davis, has spent years thinking about why zebras have, are striped and even written a book about this mystery. Mm -hmm. In his latest bid to get clear answers, he and his colleagues traveled to Hill Ivory, a stable in southwest England that keeps several captive zebras alongside domestic horses. By comparing these the two English species... Keeps, wait, wait. The English keep zebras in a stables, like a royal stables? <laughs> That's fucking crazy. At Hill, Hill Livery. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in the livery. It's a livery. Um, yeah, I mean, if it's on a car, it definitely is. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm gonna jump in right here because this is a good place to uh, shit on the English a little bit in particular. Mm. Uh, I the coronation I was gonna talk about just quickly here. 
Oh yeah. A lot of left <laughs> a lot of leftists online really shit on the coronation and I'm a I'm a supporter of the uh the monarchy, right? That's my stated position. Yeah. Monarchical but socialist. Monarchical socialist in the in the vein of Henry Wilson. Uh, a syndicalist, a non-revolutionary communist. Anyways, uh the they they've been shitting all over the price tag, which was like I don't know thirty seven or fifty seven million pounds or something like that, and I I really don't care about anything like that. You shut down a street in England yeah. in London for a day, that's going to cost money. The pound what is did, worthless anyways. Who cares? Yeah, and will be continue to become more <laughs> worthless too, right? But spend all you can. <laughs> and you know, in response to the financial thing, I would say that this was the first coronation in 300 years where they didn't make a new crown for the uh, for the ceremony for either uh, Charles or the, the Queen Camilla. Oh. Uh, but so anyways, there, was, there was an austerity measure. There was austerity measures taken, but what <laughs> I found disgusting was that people who uh, Republicans in and by uh, to any American listeners, when you talk about Republicans in England, it means something else. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Google it. I'm not here for you. Anyways, uh, they, uh, the Republicans in England, they uh, were protesting against the monarchy, right? And the police force in London just came out and arrested all these peaceful protesters for basically their free speech, right? Yeah. And that, to me, is egregious, right? Because it is their god-given privilege right to be able to peacefully protest and say anything they want against the crown basically right yeah and so it should be the crown's duty to respect those people's right to disrespect them right you'd think yeah but you know fascists are just at the wheel all around the world today and so it's it's not really the fault of the crown that that happened but i will say (laughs) that it is the fault of the crown specifically that Prince Andrew hasn't gone to prison yet, and uh, <laughs> that needs to happen. Like, yeah, I, I get it when Mummy doesn't want to send her little boy to prison, but you know, you're just brothers, right? And he's raping little kids. Send him <laughs> to prison. <laughs> no, they got to keep him on hand in case somebody even more important has to take a fall. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, who more important could have to take a fall? Prince uh... Harry. Prince Harry's got to go to prison. That's, uh, <laughs> That's such a fascist take that I hate Meghan Markle and Prince Harry so much, but I uh, I do. They're so entitled, you know. They're, what I mean? They're insufferable. Yeah. So insufferable. Um. Anyways, I I interrupted your zapper bit, which is very good. I don't want to be the prince anymore. But I want to be in the limelight all the time and be able to talk to Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Literally. Um. Yeah. They if keep I kept. If I was William, sorry, I think I've done this bit before. If I was William, when I became king, I would have Harry assassinated like the queen had his mom assassinated. <laughs> Anyways, go That'd ahead. That'd be funny. Well, okay, yeah, by comparing these two species, as well as horses that were comically cloaked in zebra-striped coats, the team found fresh evidence for what Cairo thinks is the only plausible explanation for the striking stripes. Sorry, they- for what who thinks is the only plausible? <clears throat> Taro? Caro? Caro. Caro. Oh, the Caro Institute? Okay. Tim, Tim Caro. <laughs> no. <laughs> and not the Gatto Institute either. Definitely not. Yeah. No relation between either of them. Um, do, you, do you have a guess? Have you, have you encountered this discourse before? No. You know what the stripes are for? No. They apparently I'm are on the edge of my seat, to deter blood-sucking flies. Whoa. Does that blow your mind or what? You didn't say anything. What? No, I did. What'd you say? Did you not hear me? Am I too far from the mic? Yeah. Uh, The stripes are there to deter blood-sucking flies. Huh. How does that work? I don't know. I haven't read it yet. Do you think it just confuses them? I, I assume so. Scientists have been puzzling over the role of zebra stripes for more than 150 years, but one by one, the most commonly proposed explanations have all been refuted. Some researchers have suggested the stripes are for camouflage. Uh, they break up the zebra outlines or resembled fields or of trunks of trees. Yeah. But that... You ever seen a World War II ship camouflage? It's... Oh my Sorry, god, I'm... yes. They they did something similar where they just painted these ridiculous stripes down the sides of ships oh, to yeah. try and 
break up their image uh, so that you couldn't tell what type of ship it was from really far away was the point uh-huh. of the camouflage. Like, to give it its due, right? It's not supposed to hide the ship. It was supposed to make <laughs> a battleship seem like it could be a destroyer, right? Yeah. But unfortunately for them, battleships have these massive guns sitting on top of them, and it was a really dumb idea because it did nothing <laughs> but waste hours of manpower and uh, paint for no reason. Yeah, uh, no, I have autistically hyper-focused on the ship paintings. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna lie they're mostly used in world war one and i think uh even more than camouflaging what type of ship it was they were for like preventing submarines from getting a good read on them like they can't really tell what direction they're moving in or like which yeah. way the hull is pointing but yeah there's no way that would work right because every battleship basically follows the same plan which was oh i guess it would work for world war one battleships especially england because they always put two sets of their big guns on either side of the tower and they would just be twin cannons but by the time world war ii rolled around they everyone had moved to two sets in the front and one set in the back of tri cannons so you couldn't tell i guess in world war one that's interesting yeah well and yeah they gave up for world war ii for the most part yeah because it was was dumb (laughs) they probably stopped all of the blood-sucking flies from approaching (laughs) their ship Uh, yeah, apparently they're not camouflage because somebody from the U of Calgary showed that lions and hyenas can't even make out the stripes unless they get very close. Okay, That's so funny. They're colorblind or whatever. That's so good. <laughs> Another hypothesis says that the black stripes heat up faster than the white ones, setting up circulating air, cur- air currents that cool off zebras. Uh, I'd, I'd have bought that one. I would have too. (laughs) If I had been born in the 19th century and someone had been like, well, the conduction current, I would have been, I would have repeated that fact to the day I died like an idiot. (laughs) Anyways. Uh, A recent study showed that water drums cloaked in zebra pelts heat up just as much as those covered in normal horse skins. Okay. Mm -hmm. That actually sounds like kind of a macabre study, but. All the best science have been done under very (laughs) macabre circumstances. Those, yes. That Japanese torture unit uh, that, like, dissected people and dehydrated them to see, like, the fact that you're 70% water, everyone knows that. That's because the <laughs> Japanese were torturing Chinese people. That's how we know that. Apparently, they're at base for, like, a lot of modern science. Like, a lot of it. Really? But I anyway, thought that was the Nazi scientists. The Nazis did their share, too. But, you know. <laughs> Japan did more than you'd expect. Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, That leaves the fly idea. When it comes to biting insects, zebras are doubly cursed. For one, they're highly susceptible to a variety of fatal diseases, including trypanosomiasis. You nailed Uh, that. Thank you. I'm struggling to read today. I don't know what it is. African horse sickness and equine influenza that are spread by horse flies and tsetse flies. Tsetse? T-S-E-T-S-E. I'm going to go with tsetse. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, They're also very vulnerable to insect attacks compared with other grazers such as antelopes. Their hairs on their coat are unusually short, allowing flies to more easily find blood vessels with their piercing mouth parts. (laughs) Mandibles is what I would have gone with there. (laughs) I don't know. I really like that. Mouth parts sounds like there's an emo subculture of blood-sucking flies out on the African <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to refer to my teeth as piercing mouth parts when I go to the dentist next. <laughs> when you bite your cheek. Oh, my piercing <laughs> mouth parts. Stripes, for some reason, seem to help. In 2014, Caro and his colleagues showed that striped horses, three zebra species, and the African wild ass with thin stripes on its leg. The African wild ass? Are you being a racist? No, go on. I feel like I must have misread something. In 2014, Caro and his colleagues showed that striped horses, three zebra species, and the African wild ass with thin stripes on its legs tend to live in regions with lots of horse flies. Okay, no, there's just a zebra called the African wild ass, I guess. Yeah, no, I just assume it's uh, European horses breeding with the uh, zebras. Oh, I see. I don't know that for sure. Like a donkey. Yeah, it's an ass. It's a donkey. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, and several researchers over the years have shown that these flies find it hard to land on striped surfaces. No one, however, had watched the insects trying to bite the actual zebras. That's why Caro's team went to Hill Livery. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. I don't care to read the rest of it, I don't think. So, wait, wait, sorry. What was the conclusion? Why did they have stripes? Uh, they evolved stripes because that helps prevent bug bites. How does it uh, prevent bug bites, though? What's the, the mechanism? The bugs find it hard to land on striped surfaces, apparently. That's so interesting. I, yeah, I suppose. There's probably not very many striped surfaces in Africa. Yeah, or maybe, you know, it's just like a natural ingrained thing on uh, in species, you know, generally, to av- avoid striped beings. Maybe. Like bees. <laughs> <laughs> stripes, yeah. Stripes just naturally scare off almost anything. Mm-hmm. I know elephants have a particular noise that they use to warn each other of bees. It's very fun. It's a really? Fun animal fact, yeah. Bees? That's it. Well, wasps. You know I mean? Yeah. Like they have still... lots of. They have lots of particular noises. They're a very smart animal, but like one of their particular noises, like I think a, a an African gorilla, a West African gorilla, has something like forty or somewhere around that noises that are different and mean different things that they can identify. Mm. And the, the elephants have even more. Yeah. And they've got one for bees. That's cool, isn't it? It is cool. Elephants are dope. Yeah, I agree. All right. Does that conclude our non-political segment here? You want to get back to yeah, other stuff? Yeah, let's get back to depressing people. Yeah. Uh, That's your uh, little ray of sunshine, everybody. Zebras uh, are stripesies. I had a like a 30-second bit I'll do as like a... As a gap measure here, oh, yeah. have you heard about uh, that the Americans had to pull out all their uh, people from Sudan, and then there's this big crisis going on in Sudan right now? Uh, yeah, kind of. It's it was civil a couple war? weeks. It was a couple weeks ago in the news. It's civil war. Eh, it'll <laughs> end, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> and like sooner rather than later. But uh, I uh, I know why it's happening right now. Do you know what temperature it is in Sudan today? Yeah. Too hot, I'm guessing. (laughs) Too hot. May is their hottest month, admittedly, but it is averaging above 42 degrees this month in Sudan. Yeah, it is unlivable. I saw a video of uh, fighters. uh, um, Click-clack. I'll tell you what I'm Googling in a minute. I saw a video of fighters uh, roving across the Sudanese desert, and there were, uh, it was like a, a convoy of Toyota trucks, right, with the big machine oh, guns yeah. sitting in the back. It looked like something out, yeah. out of Mad Max, right? And I was just thinking, well, of course they're going to hell right now. If it was 43 degrees outside and the government was basically like, we can't help you, I'd be like, <laughs> well, you're not the government anymore then, are you, buddy? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> it's... It's so predictable, and uh, there's just no mention of any of that kind of causation in the news when they talk about this. They talk about political instability and things like that. It's like, no, eco-fascism, right? Like, 43 degrees outside? I'm not doing anything outside other than trying to take other people's stuff. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, brutality. Uh, But that's basically the end of that bit. You want to comment on it? I was I was googling to try and see if I could get a uh, a wet bulb temperature for what it is in Sudan right now. Because mm-hmm. I well, it's this, midnight over there right now, or something like that. So. Well, yeah, you're even just the past couple of days or whatever. But yeah, this forecast is too complicated for me to make out. So, <laughs> <laughs> did you fuck up a weather? You just had to type in uh, weather in Khartoum. The capital of Sudan. Yeah, but right? is it going to give me the wet bulb? What, the wet. What is that? Maybe I'm the stupid one here. What is a wet bulb? Hang on, I'll try this Google search first. Weather. Oops. The. Uh... Oh, here's my issue. It's fucking DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo can't find anything. You asked about it in the Snapchat. It sucks. Man, but it's still uh, my Duck, default. <laughs> DuckDuckGo is amazing unless you need information. DuckDuckGo is amazing. 
DuckDuckGo is good for finding things that the like the big internet giants won't give you because they're worried about getting sued. Yeah. Right? Like if if you just want a movie right away and you don't want to have to go looking for it, or if you want to overcome at like a. Uh, I don't really want to admit what I'm fucking Googling on the <laughs> internet. <laughs> That's fair. No, you made your point. It is it is good for some stuff, but Yeah. Yeah. I'd say like fifty percent of my searches I have to redo in Google afterwards. Yeah. Anyways, the wet bulb temperature is um an indicator of like how that heat affects the human body. Oh, so I see. One you'd have a regular bulb temperature and say it's like forty degrees or whatever, the mercury goes to forty. And then right beside that, you'd have the exact same thermometer, but you'd have, like, a wet cloth wrapped around the bottom of the bulb. Mm. And so it's going to reach a lower temperature because there's evaporation coming off that bulb and it cools everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, if the wet bulb temperature crosses, I think it's, like, 36 or, like, 36.5 or whatever. People start dying. Yes. No amount of sweating can save you. Um, you're, you will just be very, 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 very slowly cooked until... Either the temperature goes back down or you die. And I'd have been burrowing, uh, you know, at whatever the coldest month in Sudan is. I would have been burrowing <laughs> holes into the ground, right? Like deep underground and just hide out there for seven, eight hours a day and then come out at night. Because you're in an unlivable place at that point, right? You need, yeah. to, you need to escape that heat. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just anxious because I... There is going to be, like, a mass heat death event at some point, right? I think starvation will come first, but, you yeah? know, we're, okay. I think we're nitpicking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose one could cause the other even, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it will just be hundreds of millions of dead and nothing we can do to stop it over the next decade. Yeah. Yeah. God, I wonder how the West is going to take that. Um, Not well. Pro- yeah. <laughs> Like, the West handles everything, probably with a rational mind and an open discourse. No, we're going to be <laughs> fucked. <laughs> like, things are going to get so crazy here. But, yeah. like, not as uh, apocalyptic as they are at other places, just, like, really crazily fascist here yeah. for no reason. Well, for the um, reason of trying to preserve <laughs> something preserve that's not worth preserving. the state. Yeah. Uh, prefer- we could preserve humanity with the food that we could produce in Canada. Like if we uh, switched out all these, you know, specialty crops that we do, um, especially in California too, like almonds and citruses and things like that. And we were just like, all right, we need to produce calories until we fucking figure out an X plan. Yeah. And I think the next plan would be industrial indoor food produce uh, uh, production. Right. And we oh, could it's feed. It, it's coming either way, but we could do it quick enough <clears throat> to stop the starvation of a hundred million, hundreds of millions of people worldwide, right? Yeah. And we're just not going to. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of things we could do. <laughs> we just, yeah. uh, they're not profitable to do. So. Exactly. Go get I, fucked, uh, working people of the world. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna move into the next bit. You want to hit yeah. me with a stinger? I would love to crazy frog just give me 15 seconds to find <laughs> i thought for sure that was crazy frog coming in right? no i feel like i've overplayed that hand <laughs> um you did it once i know but <laughs> i used it in the title of the previous episode i've already called back to it once on this episode true true <laughs> Like ants, it had its time in the sun. Yeah. Um, so I've been uh, feeding myself, I, th- I think is the best way to talk about it, uh, a brand of TikTok that is military oh. recruitment TikTok. Oh, yes. I saw that guy you posted. I've seen him in my Instagrams, but I've never watched a video. I've watched all the videos. I sent four different guys. Uh, it was just the three I'm going to talk about mainly, and then the fourth uh, appeared recently, and I'll talk about him. But okay. uh, the point of this bit is that there has to be official sanction for uh, basically propaganda videos to come out like that. Like, if these TikTokers, who a lot of them criticize the military basically nonstop, right? They, sh- they yeah. shit on it, right? <clears throat> 
and they're enlisted or they're officers, right? And for you to do that means you'll be thrummed out, right? Like there was that guy, uh, I think he was a, a brigadier general who uh, posted his own, just a video being like at, at when uh, they pulled out of Afghanistan, being like, you know, we're supposed to be positive and all that, but I just got to be like, how did our leadership fail us? What were we doing there? What did we accomplish, right? And he, uh, he was thrummed out, right? Yeah, and so so for these nobodies, right? I think the highest uh, uh, ranking man that I've found so far is a lieutenant. This new guy might be higher ranking, but um, the first guy I'm going to talk about, the lieutenant, he was enlisted, and then he's been moved into the officer class after serving his uh, his duty, whatever his time. Right, and uh, all he does is these like uh, me to me. Uh, t- style memes you know the meme i'm talking about where kermit the frog is talking to her- hooded kermit the frog oh, okay yeah yeah and so he plays both uh sides right well he'll play the incomp it's usually an incompetent commander asking his uh his subordinates to do something unreasonable or it's uh uh what's it called a sergeant or a sergeant major telling his men that they got to do something unreasonable just to make them look tough. One thing that he, he loves to shit on over and over again is that they have to buy hoods and hats and things like that, but that the, the sergeant class within the army thinks it makes soldiers look weak to wear uh, hoods in the rain or hats in the sun, basically. Ah. And, so, and so they don't use this equipment, and it's basically <clears throat> just a rational, toxic masculinity that enforces that, right? Yep. <laughs> Uh, but also a lot of the time he'll uh, shit on commanders, like I said, right? Like there was this one video that sticks out in my mind where the commander says, you have to prepare for a four-month expedition out into the wilderness to, you know, train to survive. And then they go back and forth and back and forth on the details. And then the commander says, I won't be there, though, because uh, my replacement will be here by the time we start that. <laughs> the guy's like, <laughs> so we're doing this just for nothing, eh? Oh, <laughs> and man. That, that's that's funny right yeah uh and he is what i would like to call like uh the official sanction is what you should keep in mind as i describe all these three people right because there is i have no doubt in my mind there is one person signing off on this tiktok guy and he is i will bet army but could be air force and he reports to the dod uh directly right he uh, he reports to a council of lieutenant generals could be a she i guess i'm being sexist but yeah. you know they're a major or a colonel they have rank you know what i mean and uh, they are signing off on all these videos okay at least and because that's just the way the military works if you if the brigadier general can be thrummed out for like the, the lightest criticism like what were we doing in this stupid goddamn war that well, accomplished nothing right yeah he's he's asking much bigger questions than it is he like the war was over missions done right it affects nothing to do, uh, say something like that right to be like the all of the sergeant class in the military is incompetent that has to be like more <laughs> more of a detriment to the military than what's going on right mm, yeah maybe um, i haven't i haven't seen the video so i i guess i don't know uh, quite as much but yeah, I'm going to keep rolling because yeah, the yeah. way that they shit on the military is in its own way to attract certain classes to uh, different p- uh, branches of the military. I'll get into that as we get All going right. here. But so this first guy that I've described, he is like uh, who I want to say is like the white college educated, like an IQ of 105 to maybe 115. You know what I mean, just above average kind of person who can lead grunts into battle. Right. And uh basic message of everything is yeah shit sucks in the military but shit sucks everywhere and at least the military will take care of you right beyond the sun <laughs> that is the day-to-day right yeah and that's that's his basic message right right then there's this next guy he i'm pretty sure is in the uh in the army but he does four characters right four five characters um and he he does uh like all these people are living in the same house together, and there's a character for the Space Force, the Air Force, the Marines, the Army, and the Navy, right? Okay. The Space Force guy wears a tinfoil hat, <clears throat> right? And of course, he, uh, yeah. And he talks to a potato, things like that. He's just nuts, right? Uh-huh. The, the, the Navy guy, um, 
is gay. I just like <laughs> a bottom gay, right? Like I can't even nice. begin to describe how gay. And uh, then the army guy is just, he, he thinks of himself as tough, right? But then the marine guy is even tougher, but he's retarded. He has no ability to speak English, right? He, uh, <laughs> he, he eats crayons is a regular bit that they do. Oh, boy. All right. And then the Air Force is the smartest guy. He's like your classical understanding of what a white man in suburbia is. Oh, I don't do work. <laughs> I sit in an office. <laughs> right? yeah. That's that's his rep. <laughs> and so... He shits on each of the branches, right? But if you look just even a little bit beyond that shitting, right, you can see that they're trying to attract who they need for each uh, thing, right? If yeah. you think you're <laughs> tough as fuck, right, and will just follow orders, then you need to be landing on beaches, right? Um, <laughs> if you think of yourself as kind of tough, but, you know, you still have a brain, right, then you need to be in the army. And if you're weak, but you still want to serve, we got places all over the place for you, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, take actually, a cruise. Yeah, actually, being gay, not a not prohibitive for serving in the Navy, right? <coughs> yeah. And so I find that really interesting. And then there's a third guy that I've... Uh, I've uh, sent you guys, and his he is, uh, like in South Park, the token black, right? <laughs> like, okay. Um, and he he just does his own little comedy bits. They're, they're mostly about day-to-day service as a sergeant, and I think that's who they're... Like, both the, the, the last guy and this guy I'm talking about right now are small men, you know what I mean? I want to say they're 5'7 to 5'10 each, right. and can be... And can be no more than 150 pounds. You know what I mean? Right. Unlike but us, big man. I'm, I'm 6'5", 215. I'm a big guy, right? Yeah. But no, me too. Especially compared yeah. to these losers in the army. I'm a big guy. You're a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a round um, brother, I've been yeah. called now. Oof, that hurts. <laughs> I was trying to be uh, more tactful about it. Um. But anyways, so this this guy, he's black, right? And he uh, he's always shaking Skittles in his hand like they're dice. And he uh, oh he has a couple of catchphrases. Uh, like, as long as we tracking, that means uh, as long as the military is tracking you, that you don't get days off and then call you in for whatever and things like that. And the point of him, basically, is that, you know, we don't need really, really smart guys to do this, right? If you're just, like, averagely smart or even averagely a man, right, you can do this job, right? Like, you're commanding grunts, right? And some of these grunts are women, too. So it's (laughs) it's really not as tough as you think it is to be in the Army is basically the the point of this guy. And uh, that's got to be to attract, you know, like a, a certain socioeconomic class within the, the black community in the States that is like college capable, but not economically viable for them to do college. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And so th- I, from the three, I can almost make out the, uh, the guys who is signing off, the colonel that I was talking about earlier. I can almost see, feel, sing with, I don't know how, how to describe it. I can communicate with his brain through the propaganda that he is trying to put out. And there's just so many interesting facets of uh, what he thinks is acceptable to say, right, online. Because I think he (laughs) views himself as separate from the military, right? Because this propaganda is not the official statement of the military. It's just used as as a comedy thing, right? There's... Even though there is official sanction, it's not like there's a little army logo that comes on at the end and yeah. says "sign up." You know what I mean? No, this and this is an intelligence operation. It's he's, a psyop. He's it's an intelligent psy- guy. Yeah, for sure, he's an intelligent guy. I'm not trying to take that away. I'm just more intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyways, so like for instance, the guy with the five characters, right? He is always ready for a fight. Like he's uh, always talking about how we're not even fighting anywhere in the world today. Right. And uh, yeah. And there's just these things that they say that show their perspective on the world that is so much closer to a Roman military understanding. I mean, so much more imperial than what the Americans like to present themselves to the world. And I just thought it was such a beautiful delivery, right? Like such a, such an insight into someone that you would otherwise never be able to talk to, right? Honestly, right? Yeah. And and that's a colonel in the military or colonel at the Pentagon or colonel at the DOD, whatever, right? And so uh, 
Anyways, I just thought I would bring it up because I've been thinking about it nonstop. But I've discovered a new guy uh, in like the week leading up to this show who has thrown a wrench in my entire theory. And he's Navy, and what he does, uh, he's an officer for sure. This guy makes me look small, right? He's <laughs> He might be 6'4", uh, he might be an inch shorter than me, but he's got 30 pounds of muscle on me. Easy, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And... and uh, He's he's white. He's ginger. He um, he's like a very kind-hearted soul. Like the way he affects, at least, is very uh, comes across very calm, very reasonable. And what he does is he parks up outside of gyms, and he asks people to do pull-ups or chin-ups, and or squats, right? And for every one he does, one they do, he'll give them money for every one they do, and uh, it depends on what they're doing. Like I've seen them give $10 out for every muscle up you can do. And a muscle up is when you pull yourself up Ugh. and then push past and completely pull yourself up. Right. Yeah. The pull and, yourself off a ledge movement. Yeah, exactly. Like if you can't do a muscle up, you're going to be the person that like loses one finger at a time while you're hanging from a bar at a hundred feet. I can do one muscle up. <laughs> I mean, <it's, laughs> it, it is the jankiest thing ever. Right? I'd like to think I could in an emergency situation. But. Oh, brother, no way. Adrenaline <laughs> <laughs> um, lets you do crazy stuff, right? I, don't know. I think you could have before. Yeah. <laughs> before COVID? At one, yeah. At one point. <laughs> um, but, um, okay, he's, I, I didn't He's mean paying to people to work out. No, 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 it's fine. I'm, I'm, I might start leaning into the fat jokes. No, Just that's go full, terrible. like, Stavros Halkius on this bitch. That's funny. He's, <laughs> he's really funny. That's something to really live up to. <laughs> The way he does the crowd, oh, you've completely thrown me because I love Stavros. The way right. you know what's funny about me loving Stavros is that you recommended Come Town to me <laughs> over and over again, and I was yeah. just like, "This is terrible." But then I watch his stand up, and his stand up is just genius. The way he works the crowd with like this basic psychology and just does like Freudian psychology to tell them how fucked up they are, and it's basically because of their relationship <laughs> with their parents. It makes me die laughing. Oh yeah, he's great. And Schmashinate Schmeffrey Schmezos is one of the best <laughs> lines I've ever heard. Um, yeah. I forgot the where I was going. 40 minutes of that special is just him talking about his little penis. <laughs> yes, right? Uh, you're talking about this Navy guy paying people the, to work out. The Navy guy, right? The way that he uh, represents the Navy compared to the other guy with the, the five characters, right, is that he's the best of the best of the best. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. I have... I have no doubt that this guy could run five miles without, like, breaking wind. Yeah, I mean, breaking wind. Breaking a sweat. <laughs> I went for getting winded and breaking a sweat at the same time, and it came out as farting. Oh, um, man. How could I work that into the episode title? <laughs> yeah. You are... Uh, uh, I apologize. Sorry, please. Breaking continue. bad, breaking wind. Yeah. It's, no, it's a good, it's a good fit. Um, but anyways... So uh, what I assume is probably in transition right now as, you know, this is just a new technology. The military uh, has a, a standing, every military around the world has a standing doctrine for new technologies that emerge. And that is to dominate them, right? That's just the way they see it. So there yeah. would be no apprehension about it. Like people see the military as very conservative and reactionary, which they are, right? But they are quick to adapt to new technologies. And so TikTok, they're like, oh, a new propaganda tool? Yes, please, right? And so what I assume is happening is that there is becoming a fracturing of uh, responsibility over this, uh, this, uh, this military propaganda thing, and that each branch of the military wants their own person that's signing off. Because there's oh, no probably. way this... No way the same guy who's signing off on that is doing on the other three is doing this Navy guy, right? Yeah. But it was very it was a, a moment <clears throat> of in time where the DOD, right, the the Joint Chiefs of Staff and their their really smart people that report to them were like, Well, we gotta dominate this TikTok sphere, right? Before the individual branches started to decide that, right? Uh -huh. And now that and now that they're starting to uh, each do their own TikTok uh, psyop, you can tell the differences in uh, outlook of themselves on the branches. But seeing just the particular DOD psyop was very cool, right? It, it was like the it was like talking to I don't know the command hill of the ants 
that are the American <laughs> Empire, right? It was like I was communicating and I could feel their pheromones and see behind their eyes, you know what I mean? It yeah. was as close to an honest conversation with someone like that as I'll ever get. And it was really cool. <laughs> yeah. And, nice. Uh, we're coming up on an hour. I just wanted to say as a, a closing 30-second bit that uh, Zelensky says that uh, Bakhmut's not fallen, and uh, I recommend everyone look at the Deep State Live map and you can see what Deep State Live is a crowdsourced map, right? So it's it's just maintained by people, and these people are Ukrainian <laughs> that maintain this map because they're the only ones who can do that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, and they say that Bakhmut has fallen, like not just like almost all of Bakhmut, like Bakhmut, and then country miles of roads leading to the city are uh, officially held by the Russians, right? The, there has been some counteroffensive movement to the south and north of the land held by the Russians around Bakhmut, but they've failed spectacularly. They've taken maybe hundreds of meters of land back, right? And I can't imagine for anything less than horrendous costs. So, yeah. once again, we report that the Ukrainians are not doing hot in this war. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, and that's it for this week's folk. Uh, this, oh my god. Okay. See ya. That's it for this week, folks. Um, summer's coming. <laughs>